welcome back, Generation Zion. I'm really tired, Rachel. And I am movie critic Josh. Oh, movie critic this week. Yes, movie Sounds critic. Sounds good. And we have a guest with us today. It is Madison Jenkins. Did I say that right? Yes, that's yes. perfect. <laughs> hey guys, my name is Madison. Um, I'm a student here at USU. Happy to be here recording this podcast. Woo, go Aggies. Yes, go Aggies. Uh, yeah, I love it here. So we're really excited to have Madison here. She's president of the Interfaith Student Association. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Like what it is? Yeah, so the Interfaith Student Association is a club we have on campus for anybody and everybody. Um, they're all people of there's a wide variety of, of religions and, and people that participate. We have um, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. There are Catholics, Jewish, um, eclectic spirituality. Um, one of our officers practices witchcraft. There are atheists. So there's just a wide variety of people that participate in the club. And we come together um, twice a month to have discussions, to learn about each other, to learn about religions. And it's just a great place to be able to come and have discussions and learn why it's so amazing that we're all different. That's great. Yeah, that's super yeah. cool. I know. I love the fact that there are clubs and groups like that mm -hmm. to kind of bring people together that... A lot of times in society, might they might say that there would be no correlation or anything they have in common. Exactly. Yeah. It's, I mean, we get together and I've made great friendships with people that I probably never would have spoken to otherwise. Um, but we find that we're actually a lot more similar than you would anticipate. So it's, it's a beautiful thing to be in. That's so great. I, I'm just, I'm really happy that we have that on campus and I think that's such a great club and opportunity for people especially right now and so before we get into our topic I think we should talk a little bit about our weeks yeah so how was your week yeah <laughs> as oh, our host or as our yes. guest as the host I should say <laughs> yeah well you know what you are promoted to the host Take now I'm just away. gonna sit back and relax Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> um it's it's been good you know I feel like we're at that point in the semester where it's just day by day just yes. trying to survive and make it to the end lots of homework lots of tests but it's the home stretch now yeah I mean there's that light at the end of the tunnel that I'm seeing so that's what's keeping me motivated but Overall, pretty good week. Nice. I feel I think the only thing keeping me going and like making this week okay is the fact I'm going home oh. this weekend. I'm flying back to Virginia for the holiday week of Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. And it'll be so much fun finally being home. And I get to see my dogs. So that's, that's the best part. It is. Yeah, the only thing keeping me going is watching movies. I got a, got a nice little mini projector that I got set up. So mm -hmm. I have this like nice... 70 inch essentially screen that i just watch movies on it's so nice living the high life after oh, yeah. the holidays you'll have to give us your best movie so that way we can we can all know oh, what yeah. movie yes to please i have got a list sounds great all right so so what are we talking about today rachel so what we're talking about today and why we have madison here is because we are going to talk about how to get along with or understand those with different opinions, cultures, backgrounds, beliefs as us, and kind of following around along with the idea of loving thy neighbor and kind of what that means. So to go off on that, right, we, we know loving thy neighbor comes from the, this, like the two great commandments, which are love God and love thy neighbor as thyself. And so Madison, what 
kind of like, what do you think that means? And like, what can we kind of get from that? Yeah, I think that, oh gosh, this is such an important topic and it's something that I continue to learn more about every day. And, you know, obviously the ultimate goal is to be like our savior and, and to follow him and, and to act like him. And although as imperfect as I am, we all are, um, it's a very motivating goal to have, right? And so first, I mean, just first thought that comes to my mind is loving God, loving our savior helps us to love other people because I think that those times in my life where I've just been focused on my relationship with God and um, my Savior, Jesus Christ, I am filled with their love and they help me to love other people, right? It becomes a lot easier to love people. And maybe you don't understand why you love this person, but you just love them, feel so much love for them. And that definitely comes from um, God's power and him helping us to love them. And so I think that is why it's so important to love God first, because then he helps us to love our neighbor. Um, and then I just... I know that we have a happier life when we love those that are around us. You know, when you have contention and disagreements, that doesn't make you happy. But when you're able to really love people and build relationships with them, it, it makes you happier. And that's what everybody wants in this life, right, is, is to live happy. And so it's something that is kind of hard to learn sometimes. But when we can accept that it's okay to be different and to have different perspectives and beliefs and still be able to love each other, then it's just, it's a great blessing in our lives. And I also think that it's really difficult and nearly impossible to dislike or hate someone that you actually know. And so I think a big part of loving your neighbor is getting to know them as well. It makes it a lot easier. That is a fair point. Like, it's true. You see a lot of things with social media, like a lot of hate on social media. Definitely. Just because like you don't know them. Like they're, hiding they're behind just the numbers. screen. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. hiding behind the screen. You don't know them, so it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree with what you said. And one, like, yeah, the social media, I think that has created such a divide and something that connects us all. And I think because it's, it gives us the ability of one spreading love, but it's also spreading hate and judgment and tr this idea of being perfect and having that ideal and whoever can't fit the ideal is horrible. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. And I love how you talked about how loving God first before everything else helps us love everyone else and ourselves. And I think that's so true when we can realize that the reason why God loves us and loves everyone is because we're all children of him. And when we see each other as siblings, you know, like you can fight with your siblings all the time, but in the end of the day, more often than not, you still love them. Like it's that yeah. thing that connects you. And so I think when you can go and just really see that, just get that more important thing of not hating life and not hating everyone around you. Exactly. Yeah. God sees beyond our imperfections. Exactly. It's hard for us to do that with our human minds. <laughs> True. So with, with what you mentioned is like uh, your group, and I've already forgotten the name, so please forgive me about it's that. Okay. Um, you have a lot of people like together and exploring all these different ideas, different beliefs. Um, what have you kind of learned that you brought into your own life of getting along with people in that way? Like when you first meet someone and getting along with them? I think that the thing I've learned most from this group is that although we are very different, um, 
in belief, perspective, religion, worldview. As humans, we are so similar, which I've seen in different places that I've lived and throughout this group. It's just as humans, because we all come from the same father in heaven, right? And so as humans, we are so similar. The The basic things that we desire, happiness and love and all the good things, that's what we all desire. Um, and I think that oftentimes those differences prevent us from seeing the similarities that we have. And so something that I really strive to do is to see those similarities with people and come to an understanding of each other. And I think especially if both participants in a relationship, a friendship, romantic relationship, an acquaintance, classmate, whatever it is in those relationships, if both participants are willing to try and understand each other, and that doesn't mean that you have to agree on everything, but to understand each other and understand where you're coming from and why you believe this and what makes you who you are, then that leads to better relationships and, and it makes you more excited to meet new people and um, to have these discussions that sometimes are difficult to have. You know, it, it makes people uncomfortable oftentimes to talk about those differences and to talk about difficult topics. But when you go into um, a discussion knowing that you're both going to be understanding and loving and try and find the common ground, it makes you a lot more excited to get to know people that are different than you. Yeah, totally. I think, right, like what you're saying, it's all about having that open mind and creating that safe space to be able to voice opinions and perspectives and just beliefs in an environment where you're not worried about hurting someone else and you're not worried about someone hurting you. And that safe space is something I think we all need. Definitely. One thing that you brought up that... uh I just am thinking about is understanding and uh, oh I forget the forget the other word that you used um, and agreeing and I feel like some people are thinking that they're the same like if you understand me then you have to agree with me what can you say of like how those are different and that you don't have to agree with someone to understand them Exactly. I think, honestly, the world could change if everyone understood this, that it's okay <laughs> to disagree and still be friends. And because of, you know, social media, like you mentioned, and the political world that we live in, it's it's hard for people to understand that, that you can disagree. You can have completely different worldviews and perspectives, and, and maybe you'll never agree on most topics, but you can still be friends. And I, I honestly think the world could change if people understood that. But... Um, there's something that I'm, I've learned recently um, that has helped me a lot on this topic, and it's the difference between conversation and dialogue. Conversation is when two people are talking at each other, and they're trying to say, this is what I think, and this is how it is. And the other person is saying, well, this is what I think, and this is how it is. But a dialogue is when two people talk together, and they're trying to find commonalities, right? And, and maybe, you, and dialogues don't always end in agreement either, but it ends in, that's okay that that's what you believe. This is what I believe. And we're okay with that. We celebrate differences. We are still friendly to each other because I better understand you. And so that's a big difference. The conversation is more speaking about me for me and you speak about you. And a dialogue is where we come together and we share and we try and understand each other. And so that makes a big difference where you don't have to agree 
but you can understand where each other, where you're coming from. And that makes you love the person even more, you know, if you understand, oh, they believe this, I don't believe that, but I understand why. And it's because they were raised this way or because this event happened in their life that made them believe this, you know, because we all have different experiences and that shapes who we are. And so understanding the why behind what they believe um, helps you to better understand that. So it doesn't always have to end in agreement, but having these dialogues is a great way to make friendships and to learn about other people without compromising what you believe or taking away from the friendship that you could have. I think that's really great. Um, for what advice or like tips would you have for those that are trying to, I guess, be better at having a dialogue and trying to understand and create that ability to really just understand those with different opinions? That's a great question. Um, I actually, last weekend, we had a conference here at, on campus about navigating divisive conversations. And so it was exactly this question, how do we have these conversations and dialogue with people um, when it can be really difficult? And so there, there's a lot that goes into that, but I, I guess the short version, best answer that I can give you is one, being open-minded Two, being able to admit that you don't know everything, right? That we have a lot of room for improvement and a lot of room for new ideas. Um, educating ourselves is, is a great way to, to do so. And um, as well as knowing what the end goal is when you go into a dialogue. So if you want to have this discussion with someone, what is your motive in doing so? Are you trying to convince them that you're right? Because if you are, then that's a conversation. But if you're going into the discussion saying, I want to better understand this person, then that's a dialogue. And if you have that mindset, if you know what your end goal is in, in talking with this person, then you'll be able to guide the, the discussion um, in that way. And so it's important that you're both on the same page. Because if you're open-minded and they're not, well, that's going to be really hard to have a good dialogue, right? But if you both come into it knowing, we just want to better understand each other. We want to talk about this because either it's something important to us or something that is, if it's a conflict within our relationship, you know, whatever it may be, or maybe we're a group of strangers and we just want to learn more about this topic. Um, I think the most important thing is knowing what your end goal is, whether you're trying to convince people that you're right, or if you're trying to learn or find commonalities. Is it really important? That's really good. Yeah. Uh, I think one thing that stood out to me again is like, uh, it kind of reminds me of an advertisement I saw on YouTube uh, for this thing called master classes. I don't even know what it is, but um, one of the videos was Neil deGrasse Tyson. He was talking about um, uh, essentially like being right in mindset and type type stuff. And he said that the greatest challenge is knowing enough about something to think that you're right, but not knowing enough about something to know that you're wrong. And I feel like that happens to a lot of us. We all think we're right because we all think that we know enough about it, but we, in turn, we actually don't. And so we need that, that dialogue in order for us to want to understand the person and for um, us to be understood. But we, we both kind of have to come into that with the mindset. And I think that's, it's a little tricky, I would it's say. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard for me, something I'm still learning, but yeah, definitely. No, I think that's 
really interesting just what's been said and it reminded me of kind of this idea of when you're listening to someone talk you shouldn't be list like kind of you're not listening for to be able to say something else like looking for oh she said this so therefore I'm gonna say this it's more of you're listening to hear and understand exactly that's something that so before every um, interfaith meeting, we go over what's called safe space guidelines. And so they're just a few tips and guidelines to help us understand what the purpose is in, in this dialogue, right? Mm-hmm. And one of them is we practice active listening, which means when you're, when someone else is talking, you're listening and you're not thinking about what you're going to say next. You wait until they're finished and then you think of what you're going to say. And that allows us to be able to collect our thoughts and say what we really mean. Because especially in maybe a heated conversation where you, you know, if someone says something that you disagree with, sometimes that hits you right in the heart and Mm -hmm. and you want to rebuttal and have, you know, just prove them wrong, tell them why they're wrong and why you're right. But if we practice active listening, just like how you described, if we really listen to them, we'll be able to better understand them. And maybe, you know, if we're not listening that way, we're going to miss something that they say and it's going to be a lot harder to come to maybe an agreement or just a better understanding of each other. Yeah. Um, are there, I really like that. Um, so you mentioned the safe space guidelines. Um, I'm not going to make you go and like list them all because I don't even know them, but uh, are there a few that you think would make society and a person better if they started applying them? Definitely, especially when we're trying to have these dialogues with people, right? So honestly, I think that practicing active listening is one of the most important things that we can do in dialogue or in life in general, you know? We, and I am the biggest talker. I could talk all day long. It's really something I should work on more. (laughs) Um, My parents know that when I come home, they'll just have to sit for a few hours because I just talk (laughs) their ears off. And so I think that if we're able to talk less and listen more, Honestly, it can change the world. And and I, I mean, I mentioned that before. I just, there are so many things that we can do better. And when I say we, I mean, especially me, because I need a lot of practice on that. And so I definitely think that active listening is something that can benefit all of us in jobs and relationships and every aspect of our lives. There's also a guideline that we use, um, speaking from I statements. And so when I'm speaking, even if I'm talking about um, the Church of Jesus Christ, I'm I'm not going to say we believe this because how many different opinions are there within the church, right? We yeah. we know the doctrine, but that doesn't mean that every member of the church agrees on everything, right? And so speaking from I statements saying, I believe this, I think this helps us from creating more disagreements or stereotypes because I'm not speaking for the church, right? I, I can't do that. I'm speaking for myself and what I believe and my perspective because my experiences shape who I am as a person and my perspective and my beliefs. And so that's something really important that we do as well. And that that helps us to avoid these stereotypes and misunderstandings. Because if you say we, who am I talking about? And, And someone might hear me say, we believe this and then associate that with the church, right? And and whether or not that aligns with, with the doctrine of Christ, you know, that depends on, on what I'm saying. But speaking from I statements is a way to help us saying, okay, this is what they believe and that's who they are and that I'm going to associate that belief with that person. And so speaking that way is just a way um, to avoid misunderstandings. And I think that it's really helpful in, in group discussions and on one-on-one levels as well. I've never thought of that. Like, I've always, 
um, since I served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, I've always been trained to talk to in we, we because Definitely. like I was actually a representative of the church at that time. But since I got home, I don't need to do that anymore. And I never really, that never occurred to me. And that's really interesting. I'll have to think about that some more and see if I actually do that. Yeah, it's interesting because, and I think today more than ever that's important because there are there's so much misunderstanding about the Church of Jesus Christ, right? And there are so many different beliefs among members of the church. And, and we know what Jesus Christ taught and and what his doctrine includes, but that doesn't mean that we have to be the same within the church as well. There are plenty of people within the Interfaith Student Association that are members of the church and we still disagree. We have different opinions and that's okay. That's beautiful. And, and I just, Jesus Christ, when he was on the earth, dealt with so many different people that came from different backgrounds and different circumstances. And I can't imagine that he was saying, we believe this and all of you have to believe the same thing. I, I personally believe that he embraced those differences as well. And I think that it's beautiful when we can not only recognize, but celebrate those differences within the church and outside of the church as well. So I completely agree. It's like the, I think it was Holland who gave the talk, Elder Holland, who gave the talk of um, kind of like all the voices in the choir and how we need every single one of those. We need the differences to really make life beautiful and to have differences. And there's a reason why like we are the way we are so like I'm the reason I am is because of certain things and I'm beautiful the way I am and you're beautiful the way you are and Josh you're beautiful the way you are I'm so beautiful (laughs) (laughs) and we need everyone and those differences as you said really should be celebrated and I think when we can go and understand and get to know these people and not be afraid of what we think we might know but actually going and looking at them and seeing them as a child of God and seeing them as a possible friend and someone who could change your life for the better and you can help change theirs, then I think the life, our lives and the world in general could get a lot better. I agree. And to get generalizations out of our head. Because oh, I yeah. think that's something that uh, um, what you were bringing up and touched on a little bit is... We just like to generalize people. All the it, time. Yeah. Like, it's it's weird. Like, um, we generalize religions. We generalize uh, politics. And it's easy for us to do because it simplifies things. But that doesn't mean it's correct. And I think it, it's important to know that each person is their own. Exactly. I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think that is dangerous when when we're always generalizing um, groups and people because I mean it does make it easier for us to not get to know a person but then that also prevents us from getting to know a person and who they actually are if we just assume and and we believe these stereotypes and um, ideas that we've heard from who knows where it it prevents us from getting to know that person on a one-on-one level and then it makes it harder to have dialogues with that person if you already have this idea in your mind of who you think they are it's a lot harder to get to know them. But if you if you set aside those ideas um, that you had before, then it's a lot easier to get to know someone and get to know them for who they are, not just for who you thought they were. I think that's really great. And do before we close this episode, is there anything like any advice or just anything you'd like to leave the listener if they're gonna learn like one thing 
what do you want them to learn? So many things. I know, it's yeah. hard. It's the most important thing of this podcast. So, like, the pressure's on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Pressure is on. Something that comes to my mind, um, there is a man named Ibu Patel, and he is the founder of Interfaith Youth Corps. And it's an organization that um, works in the interfaith community and helps with these dialogues. And he's an amazing man, has lots of, he's written books. And anyways, he... Um, talks about this idea of religious pluralism, which basically means we don't just accept different religions, beliefs, perspectives, worldviews, because, you know, this, in interfaith, it's not, it's even for the people that don't feel like they have a faith, right, or religion. There are people that are not religious within the group, but he presents this idea called religious pluralism, which means we don't just accept, but, and we don't tolerate, but we celebrate. And I think that's so important, whether it's in politics or religion or friendships or romantic relationships or work, classmates, you know, there's a wide variety of relationships that we may have. And we don't just tolerate the beliefs of other people. We shouldn't just tolerate the beliefs. We should celebrate the differences and the beliefs. We should celebrate that you are who you are and you believe that because of the experiences that you've had. And that's beautiful. And we don't need to just say, it's okay that you are different than me. I'll tolerate that. I'll tolerate that I maybe I don't agree with you and we have very different perspectives on this topic. I'm not just going to tolerate that. I'm going to be happy that you are passionate about that belief. I'm going to be happy that you found something that makes you happy. And so this idea of religious pluralism, I think is just beautiful that, that there are so, we are able to have different religions and beliefs and perspectives and worldviews and it's, and it's beautiful. I think that that's something that I've learned more than anything is that differences are beautiful and should be celebrated, not just tolerated. I love that. Thank you so much. And Will Madison, it's been great to have you on the podcast here. You've really given me a lot to think about, for sure. Same. And I think you've given all of our listeners and Generation Zion in total a lot to think about. So with that, we would just like to remember remind all of our listeners out there to remember to keep your arms and legs inside the ride at all times. <laughs> Great advice. One. Thanks for having me. Thank you.